You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Tim Fitzgerald at GoPowerCat.com. And I'm Michael Swain of Fog.net. This is a replay of WIBW show The Drive. Here's this week's episode on the 24-7 Sports Podcast Network. Good evening, Wildcat and Jayhawk fans, and welcome to The Drive, sponsored by Briggs Auto Group. I'm Tim Fitzgerald of GoPowerCat.com. The man across the studio for me is Michael Swain of Fog.net. Kind of like KU, we thought he'd be in Kansas City, but he's in Vegas. I can't wait to go to Vegas. I'm so excited. I don't, I don't know how that happened. That's just, we'll get into all that. <laughs> Such a big show tonight, but you can interact with, with us on social media at facebook.com slash the drive show on Twitter at the drive 13. And of course, answer our weekly poll question and make your game predictions on our Twitter page. And remember, if you ever miss an episode of the drive, you can listen to an audio only version that will appear each Monday morning in the form of a podcast at GoPowerCat and fog.net. And we start things off with our two-minute drill. The first segment of the two-minute drill sponsored by Vanderbilt Your Work Boot Center. Well, Kansas is the number one seed in one of the NCAA tournaments regions, the West, but uh, to make it to the regional in Las Vegas, the Jayhawks must win two games in Des Moines. Michael, what are your thoughts on KU's opening site, but also on the fact that KU got bumped out of the Midwest by Houston and sent to the West. Well, Fitz, I thought you were going to put mid in there first, but I, I guess there was a late change, you know, obviously heading into Sunday. I think there was a thought that Kansas had done enough to earn a spot in the Midwest Regional. And for me, I think my biggest issue with all of this is the lack of consistency. I think you look a few years back when KU was a number four seed or number five seed, they were in the Midwest. They didn't necessarily deserve to be there, but they were in the Midwest Regional. And here we go to this year where I think Kansas was a deserving team to be in the Midwest and they get shipped out West to Las Vegas. I think you have to look at the resumes between Kansas and Houston. And I think it's a big discrepancy, right? I think all season fits, we heard about quad one wins, how important those were supposed to be for an NCAA tournament resume. Well, Kansas has 17 of them and Houston did not have double digit. You look at what the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee chair said in an interview after, he referenced quad one and quad two victories, where you take that into account, Houston still has 15 between quad one and quad two. Kansas had 17 quad one wins. You look at the resumes, sure, Houston number one in the net, but they have the number 96 strength of schedule. Kansas is number nine in the net, number one in strength of schedule. And I think for me, again, it's consistency. Year over year, it feels like we're changing what the committee wants to see from teams to rank them high or seed them high. Now, let's talk about Des Moines. I think that you look at the 116 matchup, right? KU is going to be a 20 plus point favorite against Howard. They'll win that game. I don't believe there's going to be another UMBC Virginia type of scenario, but that 8-9 game, 
Arkansas, and Illinois. Arkansas is a team that has a ton of talent. Nick Smith is going to be a lottery pick in the NBA draft. He's an incredibly talented guard. You look at the wings that they have with Anthony Black and Jordan Walsh, two guys that were five-star recruits. Arkansas has an incredible amount of talent. Illinois, on the other hand, is a veteran team. That's going to be a really, really tough 8-9 matchup for Kansas. And I want to talk more about this bracket later because I got a lot more thoughts. Yeah, this, look, this bracket is ridiculous. It's absolutely absurd what the committee did. Yeah, well, Fitz, let's get to K-State, where the Wildcats made a quick exit at the Big 12 tournament, but the Cats still received a three-seed in the East and will go on to face Montana State on March 17th. So, Fitz, what do you think of K-State's draw? It's interesting to me. They they got shipped out. I was hopeful they'd be Denver. I thought they'd be in the West, uh, not Kansas. I thought Houston would be in the West, not Kansas, but so be it. They're going to the East, which is kind of cool for the team. They have four dudes on the roster, four guys that actually play for K-State in their eight, nine-man rotation from New York City. So if they can get out of Greensboro, where they will first see Montana State, an extremely well-coached team, and then in all likelihood, once again, play the Kentucky Wildcats in the NCAA tournament. This will be the third time in, I don't know, the last 10 years or so that this has happened. Maybe a little longer than that, I'm getting old. Uh, but certainly in 2018, Kentucky fans will remember K-State bouncing out the Kentucky Wildcats in the Sweet 16 to advance to the Elite Eight. So maybe they'll want a little revenge. And if they can get out of that, Purdue is the number one seed in this bracket. I like Kansas State's bracket an awful lot. Purdue's got a big man that could be trouble for K-State or many other teams. But other than that, I think K-State, if they play better than they have as of late, would make a run in the tournament. Now, I had someone respond to me on Twitter that Kansas State doesn't belong as a number three seed. And my response that I didn't have time to send because I had to come here was that, well, if you look at the three teams from the Big 12 above Kansas State in the seedings, and Kansas State was the 11th overall seed uh, in this tournament. So they're the third of the third seeds, if you want to look at it that way. Kansas, Texas, and Baylor. Baylor was the ninth seed, the top three seed, which I was a little surprised about. K-State went 4-2 and two against, that, against that group. So the Wildcats have plenty of quality wins that warrant them being a three seed. I'm, I am disappointed they got shipped out to Greensboro. I was hoping the fans could see them in Denver or Des Moines or somewhere. But no, they're going to go all the way to North Carolina. And then if they win, my guys from Go Powercat will ride the train to New York City and have uh, basically be like home alone. They're just going to be wandering the streets, doing stuff. They'll be lost and... It's going to be sad, but I'll have fun laughing about it. Kansas State, though, this is so unexpected to be talking about them being a three seed after where this program was picked at the start of the year and dead last. I agree, Fitz, and this is a second weekend team. I think we've talked about that in the past, and I think for me, the New York City angle, that's really, really cool, yeah. right? Guys getting to go home, play in their home city, especially a basketball-rich city like New York. That's super, super cool. You stop and think about Keontae Johnson being from Virginia, so another key element on this team is at least from the East. Well, now let's look at the rest of the Big 12, which had seven teams earned bids. I'm, I'm a little surprised at Oklahoma State being left out, but here we go. Maryland is the eighth excuse me, Maryland and West Virginia meet in the 8-9 game. West Virginia, of course, Big 12. Baylor plays U, uh, UC Santa Barbara. Those teams are in the south. K-State is the lone team from the Big 12 in the east. And in the Midwest, you have Iowa State as a sixth seed and Texas as a two seed. And then Kansas and TCU are in the west. Michael, I, I look at Texas as a team that could give Houston a lot of problems. And that would be the matchup of the 1-2 seeds inside T-Mobile uh, Center in uh, K 
Kansas City. So that could be very, very interesting. But I like to keep an eye on TCU, which might run into Gonzaga in the third 6-3 game in the second round out there in Denver. Mm. Mm, TCU could be dangerous. They played well against K-State and Kansas City. Their athleticism will give a lot of other teams trouble. And honestly, do you see a loss for the Big 12 in the first round? Because I don't. I don't. No, I like the matchups. And I think you got to like the matchups for a lot of these teams. Right? I think West Virginia is a team with their style that's very different maybe than what a Alabama team has seen. That's a tough you know, 1-8 matchup if, if West Virginia is able to win. But Fitz, I want to talk about Oklahoma State because I think I hit on it a second ago talking about resume versus analytics. Well, the NCAA Tournament Committee favored Houston with analytics. Well, then why in the world is Oklahoma State not in the big dance? Right. You look at Pitt, you look at other teams like Rutgers missing out as well, right? Pitt was in the field. They should not be in the field. You look at the net ranking, right? Oklahoma State's in the top 50. Oklahoma Pitt is outside the top 60. Mm. I think there's just so much imbalance here with what they're trying to evaluate teams with. And I think the Big 12 should have gotten eight teams. But in terms of the matchups, I like TCU. I think Texas is going to go to the Final Four. I think they're a team that you look at what they do, defensively, they're tough. They have guys that can get tough twos. They're not relying on three-point shooting going crazy. They're a team that is built for March. And I'm really excited to see what the Big 12 can do because I think there are several teams that can make it to the Sweet 16. What's interesting about what they did with the Big 12, and maybe this could be a conspiracy theory, I love a good conspiracy Mm. theory, is the two Big 12 six seeds, Iowa State and TCU, will play the first four winners which are Arizona State, Nevada, and Texas A&M and and Southeast Missouri State. That's who they'll play. They couldn't put a Big 12 team in those games if they were advancing to play another Big 12 team. Maybe they just left them out and said, well, let's just flip them, that problem solved. I don't know, but Oklahoma State belonged in this bracket. Uh, I'm, I'm not happy about it, but seven teams from the Big 12, lowest seed being an eight. It's incredible, incredible. Well, now take a look at your poll question results. The poll questions are brought to you by Midland Exteriors. Love the home you live in. Call today for a free estimate. All right, Fitz. Well, last week's question was, who wins the Big 12 tournament? What were you thinking? Come on, people. (laughs) I mean, you look at the votes, right? Kansas got 25%. K-State got 50%. They obviously lost to TCU in the first round. And then TCU gets 18%. Texas, 7%. Shout out to the 7% of you that voted on Texas. 7% of our viewership is very insightful. Huh, that's a good promo for us. This week's question is this. How many Big 12 schools will make the Sweet 16? A, five or more. B, four, C, three. D, two or fewer. Vote on our Twitter page at the Drive 13. Michael, I'm going to go with seven. Ooh. I'm to put them all in. I'll take under that, but that will do it for this half of the two-minute drill. But we'll be right back with more on KU and K-State on the drive. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome back to The Drive, fueled by BriggsAuto.com. 
Welcome back as we continue our weekly two-minute drill. This segment of the two-minute drill sponsored by Copeland Insurance Agency, part of your community for more than 60 years. The biggest news of the Big 12 tournament wasn't the games on the court, but the health of Kansas coach Bill Self. Michael, give us an update on the latest. Well, Bill Self finally left the hospital on Sunday, and he is back in Lawrence. He is expected to be back in the basketball offices on Monday oh, as oh, they coach. start to get ready for the NCAA tournament. For those that may have missed it on Wednesday, um, there was a health event for him. It was not a heart attack, according to the doctors at the University of Kansas Health System. Um, he felt some pressure and congestion in his chest, went in, had two stents put in, and then was in the hospital again through Sunday. And Fitz, this will lead me into a quick point. You know, I thought it was fascinating that the NCAA tournament committee chair said that they do take injuries into account and when discussing Kansas, he said that he, you know, Bill Self being out is something that impacted them. Well, I don't, I don't, understand, I, that. I don't understand that considering the fact that Bill Self was out of the hospital hours before then. And even going back to Saturday night after KU lost to Texas, Norm Roberts came out and said that Bill Self was going to coach Kansas in the NCAA tournament. So, again, I don't really understand it. Obviously, for Self, it's great that he's healthy. It's great that he's going to be able to coach again this year. Obviously for myself that has dealt with him, he's incredibly respectful um, of media and very friendly, I think, to a lot of new faces around the beach. And for someone like him, obviously I think, you know, he's in his 60s now and basketball coaches do have health events, but anything like this where it's during the season, it's sudden and you hear murmurs that, hey, Bill Self has gone to the hospital. It's obviously a scary deal, but very glad that he is okay. He will continue to coach Kansas during the postseason. And I know it must have been gutting for him too to miss the Big 12 tournament and have to watch it from a hospital bed. I think that too is encouraging, the fact that the doctors did let him watch the games from a hospital bed. I would pay to hear what it was like with Self watching his team without him being able to control anything from the hospital room. Obviously it gives you flashbacks to COVID when if you had COVID, you couldn't be around the team, you had to watch on TV, but just glad Coach Self is all right. Yeah, I agree. And Coach Self has always been kind to me. Of course, this show started initially in Lawrence, so uh, he knows who I am because I was on TV over there way too often. Uh, but I'll just say this. I can assure you he got great medical care. My oncology teams at KU Med also, mm -hmm. and I trust them wholeheartedly. As I tell K-Staters, that Jayhawks sure looks beautiful when your health is on the line. Mm. Preach, Fitz, preach. All right, well, let's get to K-State, which lost in the quarterfinals in Kansas City. Is this a sign of possible problems for the Wildcats, or does it not really mean a thing, Fitz? You know, honestly, I don't know, because I'm not sure how this team will respond now that they're getting away from the Big 12. Um, I didn't know how they would respond in Kansas City, and honestly, I don't think they understood the tension with which those games are played. And it's, you know, just everyone's in the building, you're getting after each other, and K-State ran into a TCU team that isn't known for hitting three-pointers, and they hit a whole bunch, I think 11 total against K-State. They hit six combined, apparently, in the first two games against K-State. How will this translate now? Well, I would hope that getting away from the Big 12 and the, how familiar everyone is with the Big 12 opponents that K-State uh, will find life a little bit easier, but they're certainly gonna have to do a couple things. First, they're gonna have to cut down on the turnovers. They had 20 against TCU. I keep coming back to this. If they keep it at 12 or fewer, they're gonna beat almost anyone in the country. If they keep it at 12 or fewer, they're gonna have more offensive opportunities to do big things, uh, and then maybe they get into the rhythm 
rhythm and start breaking down defenses and get to the rim. And that's when K-State gets very dangerous. I wanna be really clear. I don't think K-State will make it to the Final Four, but I won't be shocked if K-State makes it to the Final Four because this team has a gear that is a whole nother level than any K-State team I've covered in a long time. They can beat anyone at any time if they play up to their standards. But with that said, they also tend to lose their way and stumble over teams such as Oklahoma and Tech and West Virginia that they all did at the end of the year. They belong as a three seed. I understand that, I believe that, but they also can play like a nine seed. They also can play like a one seed. It'll be really fun to see if they can make a run through that Eastern bracket that honestly I think is forgiving. The top two seeds are, um, let me get to the right bracket, of course, Purdue and Marquette. Teams I think K-State can play for, play with, and we'll see if they can get out of Greensboro because Kentucky awaits. Kentucky's still Kentucky, even though they're not as good this year as they have been. Well, Fitz, I'll build off your point there. I think the Big 12 teams in general, if all of them play to their ceiling, yeah. I think really six out of the seven, West Virginia being the one I don't feel as confident about, six of the seven can go to the Final Four. They're right. that talented. I think so many of them are that battle-tested where if they catch fire, that fits, it's going to be hard to beat them. Yeah, and it's amazing to see that teams like Iowa State and TCU both lose key components very late in the season heading into the tournament. They're both six seeds. They both won their first game in Kansas City. There's no stop in this conference. It's amazing. And now let's step out of bounds. And out of bounds is brought to you by Dara's Corner Market. We love local, and we are local for you. All right, here we go. It's our annual predictions of who we think will win the four regionals. Fitz, pick the regional with the most obvious winner. I am going to go with Houston. And I don't even think they're going to win. I think Texas is. But I think those two as the top two seeds are going to come out of that Midwest region. Be a great game in Kansas City. I hope a lot of uh, area fans show up for that. Uh, I love that Midwest region. Who do you think is going to come out of there? You know, I think Alabama. I think siege mentality is a huge thing in the NCAA tournament. I think they're going to have that, even if I disagree with the way everything around that program has been handled the last few weeks. They're a team that is playing really, really high level right now. Yeah, I don't know who. That's out of the South. I'm not sure yeah, who I'd pick out of the South uh, as I look at the bracket. Um, I think Alabama actually does have a, a, an ability to get there. Here's the South region. Um, you see up on the screen right here. Uh, I kind of like San Diego State. They, they have not played quite as well. They're not finishing as strong as they need to, but uh, they might be sneaky. Uh, I guess Arizona has an opportunity here to knock off Alabama. I, I'm just mm -hmm. going to say it. Alabama lost Oklahoma by 24 points. They, <laughs> they are beatable, yes. and I don't think they've been fully tested in the Southeastern Conference. Here's the bottom half of that bracket. Um, and let's move on to the East, uh, where K-State is. Oh, there's the Midwest bracket right there. Um, and you, you see that with uh, now Purdue at the number one spot there. Um, look, I, I think K-State can get out of this region, but I am going to go with Marquette. I think Marquette might catch him in that Sweet 16. Yeah, I agree. I think Marquette's playing really, really well. And I look at what they do collectively as a team. It's not something that's going to get a lot of national attention, but I think they're a team that in terms of brackets, they're going to fly under the radar. I think they're good enough. Um, out of the Midwest fits, I will add this as well. Okay. I do think Texas comes out. I mentioned it earlier that they play the style of basketball that really wins in March. They got big men that can protect the rim. They can score inside the arc. They're not reliant on the three ball. I think they're a team that will go on to play in the Final Four, and I'm a big fan of Rodney Terry too. He should get yeah. that job full time. Yeah. Let's move to the West. If not Kansas, who in the West? 
uh, it's so hard to look at. I think you want to say Gonzaga, but then you also look at who they have to play in terms of TCU. But Fitz, get this. The West has the best two seed, the best three seed, the best four seed, the best five seed, and the second best eight seed. It's an incredibly loaded region. I don't understand. It, they got – you know what? I'm going to say this. I mentioned Oklahoma State maybe caused some problems by trying to put them in the first four. Well, maybe the Big 12 having seven teams and trying to scatter them across the bracket caused some chaos for the committee. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but, boy, I, the West is really tough. I'm going to say if it's not them, well, I will go with – who's the three seed out there? Why can't I find them? Gonzaga. That's Gonzaga. I, I'll pick Gonzaga or TCU, whoever comes out of that 3-6 game. I don't hate that. Uh, you, I would say UCLA, but they've got the injuries, yeah. right? That's a big thing. So I think if it's not KU, I'm going to go with Gonzaga as well. Because I think KU, you look at Bill Self, right? He's really, really good when you give him a week off. If KU can get by that Illinois and Arkansas game, they're going to win that Sweet 16 game. And then it's the Elite Eight. And then you're looking at either playing Gonzaga, UCLA, TCU. Uh, you know, it'll be a coin flip crazy. Game. Now let's hear from the fans. Our fan question is sponsored by Medlark. Retirement awaits in Manhattan where you can live your way every day. Our fan question this week is, as I write this fits, the seeds haven't been announced, but did the committee do a good job seeding this tournament? That's from Ben in Overland Park. I, I don't think they did. And, and what Michael was just saying about the West is it's crazy. Yeah, I think the seeding is fine. I think the dispersion of where the seeds are placed is really messed up. Yeah, it, it, some of this doesn't really make sense. No, well, remember to ask us your questions on our Facebook page and on Twitter at The Drive 13. When we return, we will look at our predictions here on The Drive. Welcome back to The Drive, fueled by BriggsAuto.com. Well, it's time to head down the home stretch of this week's show. Now let's take a look at our predictions, which are brought to you by Kites and Kites Aggieville Drafthouse. Meeting your friends at Kites in the Drafthouse since 1954. Remember to make your weekly predictions on our Twitter page. Here are last week's results. Michael goes 2-1. and one. We all go 1-2. and two. He closes the gap. We better get rolling. Here are this week's picks. KU over Howard by 21 and a half. I'm taking KU. I will, too. Um, next up, K-State versus Montana. State. K-State. By eight and a half, I'll take K-State, too. Yeah, I, I think K-State wins this, uh, although the Bobcats are good. Our last game of the week is West Virginia Maryland in an 8-9 game. We picked this one because it's a pick em, but we're going with West Virginia. Oh, yeah, easily. Okay. Again, make your picks on our Twitter page at the Drive 13 It's time for our On the Clock segment. On the Clock is sponsored by Carpet One. Buy local for a strong local community. Michael Swain, take it away. Well, Kansas now is going to embark on winning back-to-back national titles for the first time of any college basketball program in over 15 years. They're going to face a tough way, a tough path to do it, but I don't think you can count out Bill Self and this version of Bill Self that has averaged three wins per NCAA tournament as a number one seed. Well, Kansas State is in the NCAA tournament. If you're a K-State fan, that statement alone should shock you if you remember what the predictions were at the start of the season. So I'll say this to K-State fans. I think they'll beat Montana State. And in the last 10 years under the previous coach, they only won a first-round game once. And that was the 2018 tournament where they ended up beating Kentucky and going to the Elite Eight. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy being back in the tournament. It's good to have K-State basketball relevant again. And that's it for this week's edition of The Drive. We will see you next week right here and all week on social media. 
You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.